Hello, this is Evangelist A.C. Gibson with He's Got the Whole World at His Hands Ministry. Welcome to my podcast. Tonight, as promised on my promo, we're going to be looking at a distorted view of grace. A distorted view of grace. We're going to be coming from Romans chapter 6, verses 15. Romans chapter 6, verses 15. What then? Shall we sin? Because we are not under the law? But under grace, God forbid. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear God, I love you and I thank you, Father, dear God, for your son, Jesus, who died on the cross for my sins. I thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy, your compassion and your kindness, Father, and your forgiveness. Now, dear God, I need you tonight, Father, dear Lord, to be with me. I need you to be the speaker. I need you to be the evangelist. I need you to be the preacher. I need to use me as your mouthpiece, Father, that I may reach someone tonight, Father, dear Lord, and help them if they're lost to find salvation, if they're backslidden, maybe get them restored. If they have a distorted view of grace, Father, dear God, that maybe I could help them get back where they need to be in the center of your will and and thanking you for your mercy and your grace and not taking advantage of it. Dear God, I I need your help. I can't make a difference without you. I pray for each and every person listening. I pray for this podcast, Father, dear Lord, that it would be shared and that it would be played all around the globe, Father, dear God. Help those in need tonight, Father, dear God, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 6 verses 15. What then shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? Paul says God forbid. Distorted view of grace. Now the apostle Paul uses the phrase God forbid many times in Romans. Romans 3 4 God forbid yea let God be true but every man a liar. Romans 6, 1 and 2. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How how shall we that are dead to sin live there, therein, uh, live any longer therein? Hmm. Romans 7, 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law, for I had not known lust, except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. Romans 9.14, What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. Romans 11.1, I say then, Hath God cast away his people? God forbid. Now, God forbid in the Greek is... uh, Ginahamahi may. Ginahamahi may. Meaning to cause to bear, or that is, an absolute denial. It is to command against. It is to prohibit, to forbear. In the words of God, it means thou shalt not. We should never sin because we live under grace. However, that is exactly what we do. We are guilty of many of it many times. Distorted means twisted, out of natural or regular shape. Rested, 
perverted. It means to force or put out of the true posture or direction, to rest from the true meaning. Now it is very easy once we understand how much God loves us and that we know we will get forgiveness time and time again to fall into this disturbed view of grace or distorted view of grace, which is disturbing. When we understand that there is nothing we can do to make God love us anymore, and there's nothing we can do to make Him love us any less. It may become effortless to fall into this routine, these fixed actions of abusing God's grace. A vicious cycle, a series of events that are not easily broken. I've found myself guilty of the, this many times as I find myself repeating the same sin over and over again, asking for forgiveness, but doing it again. Hmm. Grab some coffee. Ooh, that's good. Now this is when Satan has your number and your self-control is weak. When Satan knows exactly where to tempt you, he does not change the game plan at all. When it is working, he sticks with it. And when we are weak with no self-control, we fall for this trap every time. We can stay on our knees. We can read God's word and try our best to do what is right. However, we still fall back into sin. Sure, we are always going to fall short. We're always going to miss the mark and head off course at times because we have a sin nature. However, it is possible. It is possible. It is possible to beat sin, to stop doing the same old sin over and over. Now, before we give the answer on how this is possible, let's look at sin and what is sin. Sin is an immoral act considered to be a transgression against divine law, God's law. A transgression is the act of going against the law. A trespass is, in, is entering in without permission or committing a, an offense against a person or a set of rules. Iniquity is immoral or grossly unfair behavior. Now we often call it wickedness, vile, evil, criminality, heinousness, foulness, and vileness, just to name a few. The Bible defines sin in the Greek as harmatia, which means offense. And it started in the Garden of Eden. God had a perfect, perfect paradise for Adam and Eve to live in. However, sin took this paradise away. Let's Let's look in Genesis chapter 3. I'm going to read 1 through 13. Genesis chapter 3, 1 through 13. Hold on here. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, we may, we may eat of the fruit of the trees 
of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. <laughs> For God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. I'm going to go ahead and let's read a little bit more. I said I'd read 1 through 13, but let's let's move on a little bit. Let, let me read just a little bit more. And the Lord said, and the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field upon the belly. Thou shalt go, and the dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam, he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of, eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. And in sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweet and the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and to dust shalt thou return. So we see that sin came on the scene it came in the garden of eden and the serpent was cursed the woman had judgment brought upon her she you know and and the man also and everything that has happened here in genesis when the fall of man is what the bible calls it and man has sinned and sin came into the world and man has been sinning ever since. 
Now, Paul told us that sin is the works of the flesh. Galatians 5, 19-21, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lavishness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envying, envyings, murder, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Hmm. Let that dwell in for a second while I grab a swallow coffee. Hmm. Thou shall not inherit the kingdom of God. In the words of Paul, I would say here, hey, God forbid that we do such things. So if we have a sin nature and will sin until we die, how do we beat sin? How do we stop repeating the same sins over and over again? Well, first of all, you need to be a child of God before this can happen. We know John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, that, and that whosoever just may be you tonight, that whosoever that believeth in him, all you have to do is believe. Call on Jesus Christ. Let him be king and ruler in your life. Let him be your everything tonight. We must be forgiven by God. The only way to defeat sin is to have the blood of Christ Jesus cover you. Amen, amen, and amen. I love when they, when a pastor, or when my pastor preaches about the blood. I, I love when, the, when we have revival and the, and the evangelist comes in and speaks about the blood. I love it when God gives me something and I talk about the blood because without the blood, of Jesus Christ there is without the shedding of blood there is no remissions of sin and I know in the Old Testament they used to have to kill lambs and turtle doves and and everything but it was a temporary fix as you've heard me say before but I'm telling you now amen amen glory hallelujah the blood of Jesus Christ is that once and final sacrifice for the whole world amen and that blood covers me today, and God doesn't look at me and see my sin. God sees the blood. So once we're his child, you know, that takes care of that problem, right? But, you know, let's look. The Passover lamb was a temporary fix. However, the blood of the lamb had to be applied. And today, it is no different. The blood of Jesus must be applied to our hearts. Now, at the Last Supper, Jesus institutes the new covenant. They are told to drink the wine, which is symbolic of his blood, that he would shed to cover the sins of the world. 1 Peter 1, 18-21, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, from your vain conversations received by traditions from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him I do believe in God, that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God.
So, okay, we've got that out of the way. We are saved and we have accepted by faith the work that Christ has done on the cross. Is that it? Is it really just, is it really this simple to just know that from the time you accept Jesus, that all of your past, your present, and your future sins are covered and you are good to go? No worries, your sins are forgiven. Amen. That ought to make you want to shout to know that your sins are forgiven. That ought to make you want to glory be to God. That ought to make you want to get up every day with a smile on your face, knowing that your sins are covered. The problem simply lies within our relationship with God and the blessings we want to receive. Do you want to receive blessings tonight? Do you want to be on God's good side? Because see, sin separates us from God and we must confess our sin daily. We must get forgiveness in order to restore our relationship with God. We must do this as soon as we realize that we have sinned. The quicker the better. Sin also comes with chastisement. We will be punished for our sin. And this may not be what you want to hear. However, it is the only way to restore fellowship with God. 1 John 1, 7 and 9, But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Notice that, not just some sin, amen, glory, hallelujah, but all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. When Adam and Eve partook of that fruit, every man born from that point, every woman born from that point, we are all born with a sin nature and we're all sinners in need of a Savior, in need of forgiveness. If we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from, here we go, that word, all, again, all unrighteousness. All unrighteousness. Our sins are gone. They're cast into the sea of forgetfulness. Psalms 103.12 says, as, is, as far as the east is from the west, so far hath He removed our transgressions from us. Amen. Alastair Begg said this, Our sin must be absolutely horrendous if it takes the death of God's only Son to fix it. Wow, it's a good quote. Hey, the good news is, it's fixed. All we have to do is accept by faith what Christ has done at the cross. Not only do we want to keep a right relationship with God, we want to be on His good side, do we not? We want to get answers to our prayers and receive blessings from God. John 9, 31 says, Now we know God here is not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth His will, him he heareth. See, God does not hear lost people. God does not hear people, unsaved people. And He does not hear saved people when we have unconfessed sin in our lives. In order to have blessings and answers to prayer, we must be clean from daily sin. We must be worshiping God and doing His will. Is that you tonight? 
Are you doing that? Hmm. Okay, okay. We still have sin that keeps that keeps causing us to fail. We we keep failing God and and mostly the same sins over and over again as I said before. I know that the Bible teaches us that sin is sin in the eyes of God. Billy Graham said this, are all sins equal in God's eyes? The answer is yes because God is holy. Therefore, there is not a varying degree of sin as it relates to the Almighty. His pure, loving, sinless nature is always going to see sin as sin and equally detestable in His sight. I love Billy Graham. I love watching his old stuff. Hey, if you ain't got nothing uh, to do, you know, uh, I tell you, cut that TV off, get your Bible out, read it, uh, get off Facebook and get on and get in God's book and go to YouTube and, and, and you know, get you some, uh, go uh, search for Billy Graham and, and go back and listen to all his sermons. I tell you what, it'll be a blessing to you. Hey, we're going to take a quick break right here and we'll be right back. Amen. Welcome back. Uh, we left off with a quote from Billy Graham. I'm going to read that again because, hey, it's it's a good thing, right? Billy Graham said this, Are all sins equal in God's eyes? The answer is yes, because God is holy. Therefore, there is not a varying degree of sin as it relates to the Almighty. His pure, loving, sinless nature is always going to see sin as sin and equally detestable in his sight. Thank you, Billy Graham. Thank you for your giving to the Lord. The thing to remember is this. What can you live with? Let that sink in. Now, what can you live with? And what will your punishment be? If sin is sin, then we must be able to live with ourselves after it has come to fruition. Can you live with yourself if you take a drink of alcohol? Chances are, yes. However, can you live with yourself if you drink and drive and take someone's life? See, they're both sin in the eyes of God. But one is totally different from the other. God will forgive both, however, the punishment given by God and man is an extreme difference. Extreme difference. I say I include man because you're going to suffer the consequences of uh, your actions here, and uh, we have laws and things in this world, still right now anyway, uh, that, that yes, yeah, sure, God will forgive you, but you might have a lot of sleepless nights knowing that you took someone's life because of your because of a poor choice to drink and drive. 
See, the Bible also teaches us that the body is a temple and God is holy and we too should be holy. So we're looking at this, so is smoking a cigarette going to keep you from going to heaven? Is it? Hmm, I would say no. However, you daily ask God to forgive you, but end up smoking again tomorrow. Is this just, is this not just like other sins that we keep repeating? Repentance means a change in direction. I ask for forgiveness and do not do it again. That's what repentance is all about. Hey, God, forgive me. You know, I was wrong for smoking a cigarette, but then you turn around the very, sometimes right after you get through praying and asking forgiveness. Oh, give me my pack of smokes. Now, we should all be growing daily, growing closer to God. When we do so, God will reveal to us unconfessed sin and things that do not belong in our lives. The problem is we're not listening. We're not listening when he brings that up. Hey, this doesn't belong in your life. Your body's a holy temple. You should not be doing this. Things that God would have us walk away from things that he knows that will only keep us down, hold us back, and hurt our testimony. It is up to us, however, to listen to God and put away these things. Now, the problem is we do not always want to listen. And I do not know of many people that would give up their smoking even if God told them to. It is up to us all to conform to be Christ-like. It is up to us to conform to be Christ-like. In all our ways, our speech and behavior must be in check. We must surrender to God completely and be willing to listen and give up whatsoever He reveals to us. And unfortunately, this takes time and spiritual growth. It also takes a willingness to do so. And many just refuse to stop some particular sins, such as smoking cigarettes. Are they excused of these sins? Do they get a free pass? I'm saying this, uh, using this for an example tonight. I'm not trying to come against smokers tonight. It's just a perfect, perfect example of how we sin the same sins over and over again and they ask God to forgive us and then pick that cigarette right back up and then you can place in in that I'll just say that blank right there and you put anything in that blank that belongs what is you uh, your sin that you keep repeating right now what is it I tell you uh, I say this uh, another reason is because my mother smoked and by not walking away from sin it limits what God can do for us and brings on hard times and health issues such as cancer and other things. So my mom smoked until the day she died and she died when I was 17 years old. And I often think that maybe she might still be here or maybe she would have lived Many years later, if she would have just listened to God, obeyed God, and put down cigarettes. Now, I love my mother. She was a great woman. 
and you know I'm not I'm not trying to to bash her now and tell her you know but that's just a, I'm using her for an example because it's just a fact the doctors would t- will tell you that if she'd have stopped smoking she could have lived longer so sin has its consequences so by not walking like I said by not walking away from sin it limits what God can do for us and brings on hard times and health issues See, we may think, well, hey, they get forgiveness every day for smoking cigarettes and they turn around and go buy another pack and they turn around and keep smoking. Yes, they're just getting away with it. They're getting a free pass. No, they're not. Trust me, God is dealing with that person. There, sometimes it's, 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 it's a, a cough that won't go away. Sometimes it's other health issues. And we know right now it's simply going to shorten your life upon this earth. Now Psalms 78:39 says for he remembered that we that they were but flesh. God knows that we are weak, we're frail, sinful and hard of hearing, right? And the answer is in one of the greatest songs ever written. The answer to all these is see is what John Newton wrote when he wrote Amazing Grace. You know, this song is estimated to be performed 10 million times annually, and I bet more than that. Now, however, it is for a good reason. God's amazing grace. It is by God's amazing grace that we are allowed to get up and have air in our lungs daily. It is by God's grace we have food to eat. It is by God's grace that we have a roof over our head. It is by God's grace we are we have our health. It is by God's grace we have a job to go to. It is by God's grace we have a car, a vehicle, a truck. It is by God's grace that we have heat and air conditioning. It is by God's grace that we can see. It is by God's grace that we can hear. It is by God's grace that we can walk. It is by God's grace that we can speak. It is by God's grace that we can read. It is by God's grace that we have intellect. It is by God's grace that we have money in the bank. It is by God's grace that we live in America. It is by God's grace that He has not destroyed America. It is by God's grace that we are free. It is by God's grace that we are saved and covered under the blood. It is by God's grace that we are alive to see another day. This is why we do not need to have a distorted view of God's grace, because His grace is so, so amazing. Can you think of anything better than the grace of God that covers us in unfailing love, in His unfailing love? Max Lucado said this, Grace is God's best idea. (laughs) His decision to ravage a people by love, to rescue passionately, and to restore justly what reviles it. Of all His wondrous works, grace, in my estimation, is the uh, magnum opus. Now what does that mean? That is the, the great work in someone's career. Something that put them on the map, so to speak. You know, if you, let's say someone finds a cure for cancer, that would be their magnum opus. 
pain, suffering, loneliness, anxiety, depression, defeated, broken, angry, feelings of worthlessness, abuse, troubles, afflictions, and any circumstance you may find yourself in, God's grace is there. It is unearned, it is undeserved, it is underestimated and unpurchased. It was paid for by the blood of Christ Jesus. When he died on the cross, God's infallible plan of salvation is made perfect through God's grace. So why are we all guilty of having such a distorted view of God's grace? Why are we guilty of abusing God's grace? Why do we sin on purpose? It's a walk of faith that takes us down the road of life. And we have to train ourselves to do what's right. We must have on the whole armor of God. You know what? Let's look that up. It's Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Find that here. Uh, let's start about, let's look at verse 10. Whole armor of God here. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and put, excuse me, uh, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the, against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore having your loins gird about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be uh, able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplications, our supplication for all saints. I get up every morning and that's exactly what I do. I'm going to pray uh, most of the time every morning when I get up that, uh, well, I pray every morning, but I'm going to pray about putting on the whole armor because that's when you need to, when does a soldier uh, put his armor on? Does he put it on by bedtime? No, he puts it on first thing in the morning before he goes to work, before he goes to battle, before he goes to do God's work. And that's what we need to be doing is putting on that whole armor, being prepared to and being ready to be a good soldier. That Hey, that's we're not going to have success if we don't. And we must have the right thinking. Satan gets in our head. Right thinking leads to right actions. And wrong thinking leads to wrong actions. Philippians 4, 8, I love this. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. 
We must also be aware of Satan's toeholds, areas in our life where we are weak and seem to fall every single time. See, we must remember that God can deliver us. He is ready, He's willing, and He's able. And we must be willing to change whatever is necessary, our thoughts, our actions, and understand God is not mocked. He is a holy God, and, and we too must be holy. We can't just say that we live under grace and I can sin all I want. God will forgive me. That, my friend, is a distorted view of grace. We must truly understand God's grace in order to have the proper responses to it and not take for granted this amazing grace that God graciously provides for us. Now, we are deserving of hell, but God's grace saves us through our faith when placed in Christ Jesus' atoning work at the cross of Calvary. And faith is simply your response to the message of God's love and grace. That was a quote from Sahane Callahan. Now, the great apostle Paul knew all about God's grace in time of need. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, one of my favorite verses says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Praise God, I'm weak. For God will take over, and it is in his strength, not my mind, not by mine at all. It's God's strength, and it is by his wonderful grace. Now, will you now agree to start putting away all the sin that so easily besets us, Hebrews 12, 1, and live this life with confidence, knowing God's grace is sufficient and stop distorting God's grace? Last week's, ep excuse me, last week's episode was in Christ. And I told you, and I, these, the next three podcast that I'm going to be doing, well, excuse me, the, 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 the three podcasts that I've done, one tonight is number two, first one is uh, in Christ, and once we find out that, that we're already seated in heavenly places, and once we realize that, that Jesus Christ is in us, but we're also in Him, and that He's a holy God, and once we, and if you'll go back and listen to that, and really listen closely, and then come into this episode and understand how we have this distorted view of grace. And I'll go ahead and give you a clue. Next week's episode will uh, be limiting God's abilities. Because that's what we do. When we have a distorted view of grace. When we're not living. When we don't know that we're living in Christ like we are. We, we're limiting God's abilities in our lives. And these next, like I said, the, these three are going to be going in order and, and, and helping us to grow, helping us to understand that we can live free, that we, can, we don't have to be defeated by sin, that we don't have to be down, that we can be uh, walking around on cloud nine, so to speak. Knowing that God, is, it, it, knowing that God has forgiven us for, for all our sins, that ought to make us want to be happy. That ought to make us want to shout. That ought to make us want to uh, be joyful. 
and want to get up out of the bed each and every day and just simply share the gospel truth with others. If you're not, if your sin doesn't bother you, I would maybe you need to check and see if uh, have you really accepted Christ? Because sin should bother you. And I know that today, I'm telling you, I may be stepping something on next week's episode, but you know that some people, uh, we, we see what's going on in our world today, and we know right now that there is people that I believe 100% that have already been turned over to a reprobate mind. Our world has got things backwards. They are calling good evil, and they're calling evil good. Hey, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, tonight is the night. Stop what you're doing right now and call on Him. I pray right now for the convicting power of the Holy Ghost to come upon you, convict you of your sin. And if you're backslidden, if you if you have a distorted view of grace, I pray right now that the convicting power of the Holy Spirit would convict you. And if you're having trouble with sin, I encourage you, reach out to your pastor. Reach out and get you a prayer partner. Call me, email me, uh, uh, sgibson132 at comcast.net. Email me. Give me a, get in contact with me. Um, you know, let me know. Let me pray with you. Let me help you. Find someone to get help. Because, you know, it is a vicious cycle that we can fall into. We know right now uh, that we could, we, many of us, and like I said, I put that blank in there earlier. Many of us have things going on in our lives and sometimes we find ourselves failing in, in certain areas. And you know what? Then we grow. We, we grow in the Lord. We spiritually mature. But once you realize, hey man, glory, hallelujah, that you're in Christ and that you're free. And then it's just as if you've never sinned. It ought to make you want to get on that straight and narrow and never look back. Get the help you need tonight. Call on Jesus Christ if you're lost. And if you're having trouble with, with a particular sin, Call on Jesus. He, uh, t- let me tell you, he, he wants to help. He wants to be there for us. He wants to, to, he's your biggest fan. He wants you to stop sinning. He wants you, you can have the victory tonight. Page 120 in your hymn book, Victory in Jesus. You can have that victory. You can have that success. You can be an overcomer tonight. And hey, let me tell you something. Don't you let Satan keep you down. If, you, if, for, if you've uh, sinned and, and you call on God, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And if you do that, you're forgiven. Pick yourself up, dust yourself off. Don't walk around with your head hung down knowing and thinking that God can't use you and that because you're some great sinner. Jesus said, ye without sin cast the first stone and they... Every one of them dropped their rocks. We're all sinners. We all fall short. We all miss the mark. But sin doesn't have to defeat us. Sin does not have to to overwhelm us. Sin does not have to rule over us. We have the victory in Christ Jesus tonight. 
Hey, let's let's close with some prayer here. Let me pray for that person that's out there right now that's lost. Let me pray for that person out there right now that's dealing with this problem. I, it may maybe it is smoking cigarettes. Maybe it is uh, having a, a drink of alcohol every now and then, or maybe it's just you know uh, getting angry. Maybe you have anger issues. And there's many things out there. And I want to pray for each and every one of you, dear God, in Jesus' name. I pray right now that we would be victorious, Father, dear God, over sin. Dear God, you've already made the way. Your blood covers us, Father, dear God. And I'm so glad tonight to know that when you look at me, you don't see my sin. You see that blood of Jesus Christ that covers me. And I'm so thankful tonight that I have an advocate, that I have this Christ Jesus that I've accepted by faith, that He, when he died on the cross and he shed his blood at Calvary, that my sins are covered. I accepted you by faith a long time ago, Father, dear Lord. And I know I've been defeated in my life many, many times. And dear God, I'm not going to lie to the people tonight. Father, I told them I'd always give them truth. And dear God, I struggle with certain sins sometimes, Father, dear Lord. But dear God, I know that through you that I've got the victory. And I know, dear God, tonight that I, that this person listening, that they can have the victory. If they would just call on Jesus Christ, Father, dear God, if it's salvation, Lord, get them. Dear God, Holy Spirit, come upon them. Father, right now in Jesus' name. And dear God, if it is a sin problem that they have, whether it be alcohol, whether it be drugs, or whether it be cigarettes, or, or whatever it is, maybe their mouth needs a little bit cleaning up, Father, dear God, whatever the situation may be, maybe they just walk around with a chip on their so- shoulder, Father, dear God, help them to experience the love of Christ tonight. Help them to experience right now, Father, dear Lord, that refreshing, that comfort of knowing that we all fail you, Father, dear God, but we can have the victory through you that we just call out on Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the mighty one. And dear God, help us. And dear God, I pray for all those. I pray for every pastor out there, dear God, that you would give them godly wisdom to to give the people counsel, Father, dear God, in these areas. I pray for every evangelist. I pray for every radio station, every podcast, every person, every missionary out there, Father, dear God. Help them, Father, dear God. I pray for all those that are on the front line doing battle each and every day, Father, dear God. Encourage and strengthen them, Father, dear God. And dear God, I pray for this podcast. May it reach around the globe, Father, dear God. May it touch and change lives, Father, dear God. May you get all the praise. May you get all the honor. And may you get all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen. Hey, this is Evangelist A.C. Gibson. He's got the whole world in his hands ministry. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I've already stepped on next week a little bit. But uh, amen, next week's podcast will simply be limiting God's ability. If Lord willing, I'll get that out to you next week. And and we're going to dive in. And this is going to be, like I said, the part three of this leading uh, of this little series that I have going here and helping us to draw closer to God. Amen. Hey, find me on YouTube, Stacy Gibson 132. Check out my website, www.sgibson132.com. And thank you for listening tonight. And I hope and pray that God blesses you and encourage. And I hope you find this encouragement. And hey, share this podcast. Share it with people. Let people know this podcast exists. Thank you and see you next time. <laughs>